episode 49, Where Are They Now? with Dan Nguyen, The Great Curator, Part 1. Bonus. Hey, card fam. So I'm going to try and keep this intro monologue short. But I did want to let you know that this is going to be a two-part episode because we, uh, and when I say we, the, the, the titular guest, Daniel Wynn, the great curator, uh, which, by the way, was, was an awesome um, chat interview. But we went over 75 minutes, and that made me think that's just going to be too long for one uh, podcast episode, especially if I want to do a little intro to kind of set the scene. And so uh, this is going to be the first um, somewhere between 30 to 40 minutes of our conversation. I try to find a good natural stopping point. Um, I don't really edit these uh, podcast episodes. And that's because I'm seeing that I really like editing short form short form content but when it comes to like these youtube vlogs um i tried it's it's really hard um and i'm not just talking about like recaps and intros but like show floor stuff just splicing things and putting them all together i just it it doesn't appease to me right now uh same thing with podcasts uh there's no way i'm gonna go in and chop up and edit ums and uhs and all that stuff out so So, yeah, this is part one, and I wanted to set the table before we get into the meal of the podcast episode, which is, I know, like a lot of you already know, that The Great Curator is polarizing. The thing about him, though, that I think some folks don't, still don't get after watching and consuming his content for, for for a while, is that, you know, a lot of his humor is, is pretty tongue in cheek, and it's almost like an inside joke uh, with a lot of what he does. Uh, I think I do the same thing. Uh, I've said this before. I don't think it's easy to follow me and consume my content because unless you have seen something in the past or unless you've really, you know, you get to know that I'm being tongue in cheek, if if you take things by face value, um, it it would be tough uh, for for someone to to follow me, I think, and and, and get the jokes. Um, For example, you know, I think... uh, in my Instagram content, I mentioned how getting Dan on this podcast, uh, it, it required me to get a, um, to buy a, buy some cards off him. You know, it's, it was a joke. I mean, we transacted separately from getting on this podcast. There's no money exchange. There's no pay for play where guests pay me or I pay them. Uh, and I make this joke, uh, you know, you know, throughout the podcast, cause, uh, in, in other episodes because it's, I don't know, it's funny because I think it's funny that some people think that there's money to be uh, exchanged for appearing on people's podcasts. It's, that's not the case to maybe kind of, you know, go behind the scenes and go behind the curtain and show you what's going on is as far as I know, I mean, maybe some people are doing that, but for me, I am continuously amazed by the, folks who say yes to come onto the podcast and who are just so generous with their time. So thank you to those who, who do that. And when it comes to 
Dan, I think that he and I are, are similar in some ways and not just our Asian heritage and background, but, um, you know, he's, I, I do find him to be a kind person, um, and a funny person, entertaining person. And then we are also different in other ways. Like there are definitely some content things that he does that I don't think I would do, but that's, we're just different people and different styles. And, uh, yeah, I do try to keep things as family, family friendly as possible. And he, no, he doesn't, but this podcast episode is good. He doesn't curse in it. I don't think, um, but here's the thing about this episode. Cause I did say I was going to try and keep this short. This is not a card heavy episode, meaning we don't talk a lot about the cards themselves. Okay. We talk about the hobby, the hobby landscape, content creation in the hobby. And so for people who want the, that type of content, the card heavy content, um, well, actually, I don't, I don't think much of my podcast is about that because <laughs> I don't get into specific cards. At least I didn't in season one, but I would encourage those folks who, who, don't like the the latter of that type of content that I mentioned to not listen to this episode. But I also know that that's not going to deter some folks and you may listen anyway. Um, I have a term hate, listen, like there are some people who listen to this and don't like me and I don't know why, but it's such a fascinating concept. Uh, that said, I want to be clear that Dan is a real human being. I do think he's a de- decent, good person, but also, uh, you know, some people don't, and I don't know if you've ever reached out to him to try to get to know him and all that. Uh, that said, if he does do some sort of Montreal screw job, that's when um, Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels um, screwed over Brett the Hitman Hart uh, in Montreal. If they, if he does that to me, maybe my thoughts on him being a good person will change. But I also think that we do make mistakes here and there, and that being afforded grace and compassion is is just so important especially in this very fast-paced you know modern day and age um i mean just as a tangent i i just feel like we did a lot of that during the pandemic at least where i live and the people around me is you know we were all so worried about whether we were gonna you know live or die and you know we were navigating uncharted territories with virtual everything and i felt like we were kind of bonding together with, you know, just the solidarity of just remembering the meaning of life and going on walks and being unplugged and, and all that. And then I I think maybe as a society, and maybe I'm talking about Western society, you know, shout out to all the international listeners, but I think we got away from that a little bit in the post pandemic. Um, We saw more people kind of like lose their minds. I mean, and just using the sports uh, realm for an example is, you know, how much did we see in the news about just these fans just coming onto the field or the court or the, you know, out of the stands to confront a player and, and fight each other in the stands and, you know, it's being tossed out of games. I know that happened pre pandemic, um, for sure, but just feel like that type of news was hitting so much. And I think people were kind of getting back into being a spec, a live spectator at a game and, Maybe they didn't know, they forgot how to interact with other people and with the game and the athletes, but it was just kind of like a really kind of like sore point. And again, this is like the US, Um, although European soccer, oh my goodness, the European soccer fans are, or soccer fans in any country, they're, they're brutal. They are, they are really brutal. Um, But you know, all that vitriol, all that anger, I don't, 
I don't know. I just, for me, it's just, it, it was tough to see, I guess. So I think I'll stop there with this uh, mini monologue intro. Um, I hope you enjoy part one. Again, if you don't like people talking about the hobby or talking about content about the hobby, you know, this is a good time to just not listen to the rest of this. But if that type of stuff does interest you and, you know, this is, I don't know, I don't think this is evergreen content. This is very different from season one. And I said, this is going to be very experimental with the bonus episodes. So we do kind of dive into the current landscape of hobby content creation. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. And um, yeah, part two will release uh, sometime after this. So thank you so much for listening. Um, those of you who don't hate listen, who like listen, love listen, I don't know. But thank you guys. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. So, all right. I have to wait for this thing to start. Okay. Welcome to bonus episode something, something, because I haven't figured out which number you're going to be. But I am your host, Denny Cards, the hobby jack of all trades, master of none. And you could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're here with me. So thank you so much. I am here today with a man who really has no need for an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway, because the first time I had him on, I really didn't do a good job of it. And I think I got a little bit better since the last time. Okay, so here we go. And feel free. I mean, he's probably going to interrupt me at some point. He is the preeminent expert on non-sports, a.k.a. pop culture cards and collectibles. Not just trading cards, but type 1 photos, toys, uncut sheets of cards, collectibles. But he doesn't like kids, except for maybe his own. (laughs) He has been accused of being a pumper and dumper of cards. But I personally just know that he's a pumper of what he likes, which is Marvel, wrestling, G.I. Joe, Transformers, K-pop, especially Blackpink. We've both been to the concerts. I may have had better seats, but I'm looking to rub it in his face. And he's one half of the podcast YouTube live duo for Between Two Slabs, which is completely not a ripoff of (laughs) Between Two Ferns. (laughs) He's a lover, not a fighter. He's the king of strong style. He is the great curator. Daniel Wynn, welcome to the pod. Well, I got to say, I am surprised this pod is still around since the first time I did it. I thought that, I thought for sure you were going to quit. And I think that if we can get into this maybe a little bit, you were ready to quit at some point. But it's good to see that you have actually stuck around. Can I make one correction to that uh, that that beautiful intro you, you, you gave for me here? I just want to make one correction because I know some people are going to be pissed off. I don't claim to be the... Um, the uh, the top expert in the field on all pop culture cars, because there are some really, some really great people that specialize in these different fields, Marvel, Star Wars, wrestling, all those things. I just happen to make a lot of content around it. So I bring a lot of exposure to it, but I'm just, I I would say I'm a, I'm I'm just a very active person in in all those niche areas. So that's why people kind of associated with me. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to cut that out because I just want the trolls come after you. Um, I you trolls, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, for the people who are only listening on audio, you have a drink there. Uh, I have been in some of your recent lives. You you do love my countryman's uh, drink of choice. Is that soju or makali? Oh my goodness! Look at the sponsor. It yes, it is soju. Sponsored give, give, by Good Day. Good Day. 
you know, I, I went to the Korean market to get my kids some sushi and Korean barbecue, which we had earlier today, and I totally did not pick up soju. I feel terrible. Kind so. of Korean are you? Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Korean who uh, loves Oktoberfest, so I've been drinking Oktoberfest beer. So, but not for this. I I am fully alert, and um, I am here with the preeminent expert again, the preeminent expert on non-sports cards and culture. Um, did you speaking about that first time? And thank you. I mean, against all odds, I'm still here. Amazingly, um, did you listen to that first guest episode you're on? And if so, what did you think about it? Listen to myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What do I think? I mean, I don't really remember too much about it, but I thought I thought I sounded great for sure. <laughs> I was very knowledgeable. Uh, my answers are very articulated. So that was great. You kind of stumbled around a little bit. I felt like I kind of had to be the, the ring general uh, during that that session and kind of guide it. Uh, but you have improved since then. Uh, I have listened mm. to little clips here and there and I've seen the consistency. So that's always great. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I don't know if I'm, am I the first two time guest on this? Uh, I had Rob, uh, I actually have a question from Raj later on, but uh, sports card therapist, he was the first and he was the back to back. He was on back to back. It was, I mean, it's maybe that doesn't want so long. That's like a, that's like a part one and two. Yes. Then you would be, then you would be the first. Yeah. So so take that Rob. I'm better. So (laughs) you've one up them yet again. Yes. Um, so no, I, I didn't, I, other than me cutting the promo reels for this, I really, I can't listen to my own podcasts. Don't like it. Um, I've been getting better with trying to listen to my own voice, but it's like, just, ugh, I can't do it. But, um, the, since the first time, so I had you on at the end of May, it is now the end of October. It is the day before thing, uh, not Thanksgiving, geez, Halloween, um, my whole goal for this podcast was to humanize people in the hobby. And I thought you would be the most interesting, well, not just the most interesting man in the hobby, but the self-proclaimed, of course. Um, but this way to like humanize you because it just felt like you were like, I don't know, just being attacked over and over and over again. And I was like, you know, I got to know you and you gave me the time of day again when I had like nothing. And I just wanted to like, you know, humanize you and other people in the hobby and I think I may have done too good of a job, but because I feel like you're like a face now, or you're like a baby face, uh, to use a wrestling term. Uh, would you agree with that? That you humanized me? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what? What was the type of feedback that you got? I'm I'm not sure you ever shared with me uh, the feedback that you got from that uh, initial pod. But I would say that things have kind of calmed down um, since I've done that pod with you for sure. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it's it, it's good. Uh, it's a little bit boring sometimes. I I miss fighting with those people, you know. So maybe I might have to do a heel turn at some point. Uh, yeah. There is there is you know there always the opportunity to turn against Merlin, which people are waiting for me to do. So that's Ooh. always there. We always tease it, uh, but we haven't reached that point yet. But I don't know well, what type of feedback did you get from that initial pod? Well, first of all, I want to say that would kind of be like Shawn Michaels just drop kicking Marty Janetti through the barbershop glass or something. <laughs> Um, you know, I gotta be honest with you, uh, really early on in the pod, like I got no feedback. Um, I think that people have later on kind of like, listen to it. That's fine. <laughs> no. Hey man, let me help you look if I had 10 views, I had 20, 20 listens. So take that. All right. Or, but, uh, no, since then, since that like first month, uh, I think people were going back to the back catalog. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think that, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm still not like, I, I don't think I'll ever get big to like really move the needle in the hobby, but, and that's fine if I don't, but uh, you know, I think that just, you know, little by little, like you already have like fans. I think you are polarizing in, in the way that, you know, you know, some people may think like, Oh, you're the Jeff Wilson of the non-sports card stuff and all that. But you have people who really like you because like me, like, I think you are funny. I think that if people know how to take a joke and, you know, understand tongue in cheek humor that you bring a lot of good value to the hobby because it's interesting. It's entertaining. So uh, what feedback did I get? I mean, I'll admit like none from the beginning, but I do feel like in, you know, completely out of the um, uh, taking away the whole podcast appearance. I just feel like the last five months have been, you know, like good for you. I hope, I mean, you and I had uh, some good times at the national too, which I'll, I'll give a shout out. Thank you so much for you, Merlin and, a bunch of other people who kind of let me hang around your area. Yeah. So it's, it's been, a, I mean, to be honest, like how can anybody say that spending time in the hobby is bad? You know, like it's, it's a hobby. We do it as for fun and everything that we do is meant for entertainment purposes um, within the context of the hobby. So I can't complain about that kind of stuff at all. Uh, to be honest, you know, like people say that I am polarizing or people say that I have a certain amount of haters. But I think that's overblown, to be honest. I, I think that, if anything, they're giving me more credit than I deserve in, in that aspect of it. There's there's a a very few very loud uh, individuals that, that seem to be very obsessed with me and, and my activity in the hobby. But for the most part, most people either support me or they just don't care. <laughs> don't care about me and my content. They don't follow me. Uh, I do have a lot of supporters. I have a good amount of following and that's, that's built around me just making consistent, entertaining content and trying to be a, a good active member in the hobby. Um, since I've, since I've come back for the past few years. Um, but that's, that's really it. You know, I don't really have too much issues, uh, with the people that try to come after me. I, I think it's more, maybe we can get deeper into this conversation, but I think that's more like an opportune, uh, opportunity for, for people to try to take advantage of my platform that I built for myself for to kind of further their own agenda with the kind of content that they make. Yeah. I mean, before we get to other things, let's definitely talk about that because I am of the firm belief that people in the hobby are influenced to not like influencers. And yet they don't even call those people who are doing the influencing. They don't call them influencers. And it's, it's wild. It's like, I won't mention all the names. Maybe you want to, but like, you know, there are people who go, man, you know, these people are terrible. And then they'll have people who follow them and go, yeah, yeah, they're terrible. And it's like, wait a minute, you're influencing, not you, but you know, the that's, royal that's you. That's the ironic part of it. Um, you know, the way that I look at it is within the, within the hobby, right? Mm -hmm. There are people that participate in the hobby through social media, where, meaning they consume uh, content produced by other people, they make content, they watch content, you know, whatever. And then there are people that just don't do that. They're, they're offline and they, they participate in their own way offline. But for the majority of us, right, we, we move around within the social media space. And there are people that make content like educational videos, like Jeff Wilson, for example, there are people that make funny, um, entertaining memes like Lameen James, like myself. There are people that have podcasts, the people that do 
breaking shows, all that sorts of stuff, right? There's all sorts of different type of content, but there is also a niche space of people that make content that is criticizing other people. That's what they do. That's how they participate. They may not go to card shows. They may not buy things and show it off. They might may not have a podcast where they talk about news. What they had cho choose to specialize in is just criticizing other people, whether it's the type of cards that they purchase, uh, the wins, losses that they accumulate, the type of content that they make, whatever. So I have just kind of become a target for a certain amount, a certain small group of individuals that choose to make that type of content. Um, and they, they're trying, they basically try to um, build up their platform by criticizing me and other people, you know, uh, not just me, but other people. And that's kind of their thing. And I, you know, I just, you know, at first I thought that that stuff was like, I took it personally, but then when I realized what they were trying to do, you know, within the content space, they're trying to build up their platform, trying to monetize their platform. I just kind of see it as just another form of content that's out there. But the ironic part that you mentioned is that, you know, they will criticize people for making content about what type of cards you should be buying or things like that. And, and how that, um, unintentionally or intentionally influences people to act a certain way while while they're doing the same thing they are making content about people and they're causing these people to be influenced in, in a certain way that uh, creates what i call false grievances in their heads mm -hmm. and sometimes they even go as far as to um, have call to actions where these people will lash out and try to harass and, and attack people and that's happened to me i yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever want to share any of your own experiences, but I'm sure you have some experiences where people lash out at you and things like that. And it's what I find is is so uh, ironic about the situation is that I a lot of people that comment against me um, don't even follow me. They don't know anything about me. And some of the wild comments that they leave are just like not applicable to my to my content or me at all right mm -hmm. and it just shows me that they've kind of been brainwashed by the content that they follow because they might be fanboys of all these uh you know they call themselves watchdogs i call themselves i call them trolls hobby trolls but they might be fanboys of that type of content and then they just assume everything that these people say is true and accurate when it could be farther further from the truth right and they just kind of go out there and kind of embarrass themselves by the type of content or their their type of conduct within the hobby so i i think that's kind of interesting i'd like to shed a little bit more light on it at some points um but i try not to let it consume like i try not to let it be my focus because i just think it's a waste of time you know it's mm -hmm. very easy to go down a rabbit hole and fight with people through comments and things like that uh but that's really not part of my brand my brand is is everything that i've all the content that I produce, how people know me, not mm. that. And I try, I try not to let it take over my, my content space. I'm going to create this new term. It's participate or participation. <laughs> that's good. That's good. There are people who love to hate and that's how they participate in the hobby. Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't want to, you know, you're my guest, uh, but you did ask if, if I wanted to share one thing. Um, I will say, so Look, look at both of our round phases. How have you not been called fat? I'm just kidding. No, this is terrible. Um, I've been called fat, and I'm like, you know what? That's like six and stones, <laughs> etc. But you know what? Like, there is rippling muscle behind this sebaceous layer of fat, okay? So I actually used to run um, 
like a Spartan races. Like I used to be a runner and then I just, I just said during COVID, I'm like, I don't, I don't care about all of this. No, but um, just getting older, man, it's metabolism. Can I just say, I think it's wild that you're younger than me. I, I think because I like, in a way, like look up to what you've done and, you know, like look up to you in the hobby and you've been a good man. Look up to me. I keep thinking, <laughs> I keep thinking that you're, you're older that. than me and yet you're not. I think it's just like, I, I think it, it's got to be like, I don't want to flex and just show my hair, but I mean, maybe, maybe that's a little bit of a flex, but. No, I think what it is, is the maturity level and, and the polish <laughs> of, of my content. And that's why you admire and you look up to me and you try mm -hmm. to emulate a lot of things. And, you know, I accept that. I accept that, um, that compliment. I accept that responsibility and being a role model uh, mm -hmm. to people like you in the hobby. And I, I try my best to, to set a good example. Thank you. You do that. And you really do offline and off away from the, all the, the, the recorded stuff. Um, you, you've been a really good mentor to me and we've talked a lot about this stuff. So one thing I want to share briefly is uh, before the national, I feel like a lot of people had no clue I was, and that's fine. I mean, I had people who followed me and liked me and, and I feel like national, I, I got put on to the hobby zeitgeist and people are like, who is this guy and what's going on? Like, I don't like his face. And no one has like outright come after me being like, oh, I don't like this Asian face. But, um, you know, again, like the 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 fat comments and all that. And it's It'll weird. Happen. Happen. Yeah. And then um, I got to say, like, I never call this one person out. But like, you know how because I saw you had this card, uh, the PSA and whatnot. They had the uh, slabbed uh, selfies that they were taking pictures of for people. This person who had already during my time in the national when I was trying to cut like my little you know, reels here and there was getting in my shots and was like, you know, yelling my name, be like, oh, Danny Guards. And like, you know, because they were serving beer at the national show floor. But this guy, um, I, I, he he just decided to take my card. <laughs> and I and I picked up uh, my other two and I I, I want to make some content and do some jokey stuff about it. But, you know, like put one up on eBay. But, um, you know, he like DM'd me the card and he goes, I have it. I'm like, all right, great, thanks. Uh, can I have it back? And he's like, playing games with me. He's like, oh, you're gonna have to like come find me or like come, you know, I'll mail it to you and then not mail it to me. So I still haven't gotten it. I think it's just ridiculous uh, what people, some people will do. But I, I, I guess in this person's brain, um, there is this concept called parasocial relationships uh, that I've talked about in in previous podcasts, which I know you haven't listened to. But it's this concept where people feel like they know you just by consuming your content. It's like the, you know, like in an extreme example, like the Kardashians, people think that they know the Kardashians, but they don't. I mean, it's just a reality TV show, right? But people start to develop these relationships for good or bad with people who they consume on social media. And for this person to, again, I can't tell if he's a troll or a fan or a hater or a whatever you want to call him. But the fact remains that this dude has my card and it's like disturbing because I'm like, why do you have a card that has my picture on it? It's so weird. I wish I was drinking some soju right now. That is uh that's chilling. That's a chilling story to be honest. I, I just imagine this dude has a shrine to you where, you know, you're like his best friend and he talks to the card as if, you know, you guys are best buds and maybe you slighted him some way where He's like, oh, after everything we've been through together, huh? You're gonna act like that. You're gonna big time me, and you know maybe he's becomes upset with you, and then he becomes your hobby nemesis. You know, I I have some people like that of my own. You know mm -hmm. that 
are totally obsessed with me, uh, who I've never had any interactions with and just try to get my attention in any way they can. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe, maybe you have one of those two, you, you, you're Batman and you have a Joker. That's like, you know, <laughs> okay. Well, some of those people might have left some comments in the post where I said, I was going to interview uh, you tonight. Um, I don't know if I should, uh, uplift their questions and and stoke the fuel to the fire but um can i, can I just say one thing here yes please. a lot of the reasons i have certain certain um people that do not like me in the hobby is because um i i try to respond to everybody's comments mm -hmm. if you leave a comment on my youtube page my instagram my lives whatever i always try to acknowledge people right but there are certain people that either they have no filter or they're just like they've got this you know, really offbeat sense of humor. But when they're rude to me, which happens from time to time, I will smack them, you know, in the face <laughs> with a comment and then I'll block them. Yeah. And they get so upset when mm -hmm. somebody calls them out for being rude um, or mean. And they just think that they can operate within the hobby space because it's anonymous to an extent. They, they mm -hmm. think they can operate with a certain level of um, impunity. And they can just be jerks to people. And then when somebody takes away their, the privilege of them being a jerk, then they get really obsessed. And I think that's what I have because I block a lot of people. And um, they they complain about it. They make second accounts to try to get at me after they've been blocked. Um, and it's very simple. If you're cool, if you're respectful, we can engage. If you're not, you're not going to get my time. and I'm not going to respond to you. And that's just the way it is, right? And I even offer these people chances to come back into the lives or the comments where if they just apologize, I'll block them, but they refuse to, right? Mm. And then when an opportunity like this comes, when a third party gives them the opportunity to comment and it gets attached to me through, you know, um, sharing on social media or whatever, they jump all over it, you know, mm -hmm. because it's their chance to be heard. And I think that the real problem, the real root of the issue here is that these people just want some type of acknowledgement and maybe they don't understand that they've been rude and they don't have the sensibility to correct their their you know mistakes in the past and they just mm -hmm. want to acknowledge them so that's kind of what it is dan uh i'm with you so i know there are some content creators and influencers who who take the approach of not blocking anyone and there are some who do block a lot uh i've I used to not block anyone. And then I was like, you know what, for my own sake, I need to just, you know, I need to curate my own experience on social media. Uh, I think that I may have blocked too many people, Dan, because absolutely no one has made any bad comments about this <clears throat> horrific facial hair, which uh, I think deserved some hate. And not that I, I was could, throwing it out for the trolls. I didn't need to talk to you about that. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't want to do it publicly, but you know. let's get into it because listen, like this is terrible. This is why Asians don't great grow facial hair unless they like, or like in like, uh, well, actually maybe I think some of the actors might do some uh, makeup, but you might, you might I, not get this reference, but you look like the, the mirror verse version of Denny mirror verse is the evil, uh, ver uh, evil universe of Star Trek. So basically, uh, like Spock went to the Mirrorverse one time, and he met the other Spock, <laughs> and he just had a goatee, and the goatee means you're evil in in all aspects of of storytelling, uh, cinema, TV. If you have a goatee, that means you're evil. So you're you're basically the Mirrorverse of Denny right now. 
Thank you. Yeah, my wife says this is like evil Michael Scott when he tried to grow the beard out because um, <laughs> Ryan from uh, The Office screwed out. So um, I think I'm going to shave this after Halloween, but this is going to be kind of part of my Halloween costume. Not that I grew this because of the Halloween costume, uh, but uh, I think that I'm going to shave it after. Can you tomorrow. can you just shave the bottom part? Can you have the Fu Manchu look oh, just for God. one day? <laughs> just for one day? Yeah. One day. You know what? Take do some content. Say this is going to be your new look. I guarantee you're going to get a lot of engagement with a post like that. It will go viral. Well, I blocked a lot of those people, though. That's the thing. Like, my block list, I am I feel like I'm Dikembe Mutombo. I just go like, no, no, no. Well, they, get, they, have, they have burner accounts. Uh, Believe me. When you block somebody, they don't just say, well, he blocked me. Okay, I'm done. No, they make burner accounts because they have to monitor you. They have to see what you're doing so that they can be – they can have selective outrage towards it mm. and they can comment to other people. They can't tag you anymore, but they right. can still make comments about you because they choose. So no them. one's made any, I, I don't want to be in the, 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 the hobby zeitgeist where people are slamming people. I don't want to be in anyone's video. I just want to have fun. I'm, I feel like I'm just, I'm not here to like, I, I, I don't want that. I don't, Dan, the great curator, I don't want your life. That's from uh, Fred Night Lights. Um, but here's the thing. Um, if someone's going to make fun of me, I want it to be funny. Just be funny. If you're going to, can I tell you the, the funniest thing? Initially, I was like, oh, man, that, you know, how dare he say that? But someone in a comment, I, I started, I popped into like maybe like Ken Golden's like live, uh, just talking about something. And I made a comment and some burner account or you know someone with like no followers and all that was like oh look it's denny no cards and i was like hey man i got cards and then i'm like oh wow that's a great one i'm like man that's pretty good because because you know that that was back when people were like does this guy even collect is he a collector oh you know what is it you know he's a is he an industry plant what is he who is he and it's like denny no cards man that's pretty good all right Can so I just say real quick, let me let me just put a stop to that accusation Denny has purchased a lot of cards from me. Okay? Oh, no, don't tell him that. Like, and they're, they're not even great cards, but he has definitely <laughs> purchased cards from me and he's paid full price for these things. So he is definitely a collector uh, for sure. I know that for a fact. So anybody that says you don't have any cards, that is a bullface lie. I know you have, you have hundreds of cards, hundreds of cards. Not I, great I, cards, but you have no. cards. No, I mean, can I tell them one purchase I made from you? I literally, and it was among other things, but I literally, because I told you, I mean, I straight up was like, I, this is what I want. And you're like, you're crazy, but I'll give it to you. I literally bought from you the entire base set of, uh, I forget which year, but WWE Prism. First I guess year. it was, yeah, first year. So I, I just wanted it. And I'm like, you know, you opened up an entire case and you're like, I can make multiple sets, base sets of this. And I said, you know, I bought some other cards from you, and I was like, "Oh, you know, here's here's some wrestlers I like." And then you were like, "Yeah, this base set, I'll I'll include it." And then you made me pay like three hundred dollars for it. So I was like, "All right." And I gave you a lot of extras, a lot of freebies in there. You yes, yeah, sumo wrestler cards. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, was, I gave you a, a smorgasbord of um, pop culture cards. It and, really was. You know, I think I I think I did you know light the fire for you to start collecting some of those things. I mean, I didn't grade those black pink cards, but I did get to see them. I didn't bring them with me on the trip. Um, I did. I did get a very nice upgrade to like the, the pink pit, which uh, my wife's like, do not. Well, actually, I don't know if I'm breaching what I shouldn't be saying, but uh, I, she was like, do not uh, make content out of us being at this area. But yes, I saw where you said it was really nice. It was cute. It was a really nice uh, 
seat at the venue, but yeah, we got we got to see them pretty close. Can I just say one thing? I, I just want to comment. Um, speak mm -hmm. to your. Oh, you finally picked those up. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't make content about. I mean, I I shot it before I opened it up. I opened it up today, actually. So for those of you are... can't see who are listening to this, all twenty of you, uh, he's showing the hockey PMGs which you just bought from me recently. But let's talk about that in a little bit here. I want right. to make a comment real quick where you're saying that people are kind of like making mean comments towards you, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, again, going going back to that certain niche part of the hobby where people make content criticizing other people, yeah. I, here's the thing. Like a lot of people, there are a lot of people that make content. You, me, and hundreds of other people in the hobby that all have YouTube accounts, Instagram, podcast, lots of people make content out there. And 99% of those people try to make it entertaining in some way. They, they try to be silly. They try to be informative. They try to show off amazing cards. They try to document their journey within the hobby. And it's all entertaining to some aspect. And But it all requires a level of creativity to make that type of content. You know firsthand how time consuming it can be to shoot something to come up with a creative concept to shoot it to edit it to post it and all that stuff and be consistent about it right yeah yeah and it's hard it's it's definitely hard to do that um and some people are really great at it and some people you know are not but most people have fun with it but that 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 small niche of people that love to criticize i think that they they do that because they do that type of content because they're not creative enough to be entertaining in any other way Mm. Um, it is super easy to criticize people to kind of sit back and say, I don't like this person for whatever reason, or mm -hmm. this person made a huge mistake. I would have done it differently, blah, blah, blah. It's very easy to criticize. We could have a, a daily three hour podcast, just criticizing different people in the hobby. And it would probably be entertaining because I think society, we kind of are kind of drawn towards negativity. We're, we're kind of drawn towards drama. So when we see people, you know, bad mouthing other people or, or criticizing them or fighting with them, we just kind of watch it just for shock value. And they kind of they kind of lean into that because, you know, quite frankly, I just don't think they're creative enough to do content any other way. You know, they can't make a vlog. They can't make a, a funny post. They don't go to card shows. They don't do anything like that. So that's kind of like that area where they can. um get attention the the attention that they crave and still make content and when you kind of look at it through that lens then you kind of understand that you know these people don't really necessarily have a personal beef with you they're just you're just the subject of their of their content for this period of time before they move on to somebody else because they can't talk about you forever it gets boring so they got to talk about somebody else you know that i, I generally agree with you but here, the whole premise of my podcast was if I shine, so my theory was, if I continue to shine a light on various aspects of the hobby, which I haven't done like a bunch of things that I wanted to do yet so far, like a big one I keep talking about is custom card art, which I, I have been trying to do. I just been doing less of it, but there's some great custom card artists in, in the hobby. And we all think, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would charge $200 for that. That's so easy. It's like, well, Let's you try it. Let me see how hard it is, right? So the more I expose more aspects of the hobby to people, I thought maybe we could gain, gain more appreciation for the people who are doing those things. But the way you're saying it, it's almost as if I'm I'm fighting a uphill or a futile battle because it doesn't matter how much we understand people, how much how hard it is to be the man in the arena. 
or the women in the arena. It's just more of like, yeah, it's it, empathy is 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 not as important as you, they want their own uh, clout, like the, their own clicks and clout. I look at it through, you know, let, let's take card porn for example, because that's fairly Here recent. We right? Here we go. Card porn came to prominence from calling out people, bad actors in the hobby. Okay. And they reach a certain status where they could suddenly become very opinionated about certain things. If they didn't like it, they would blast it on their account and it would cause waves. It, it was definitely, they definitely had a lot of influence within the hobby. Mm. But, you know, again, they're, they're, the original intention for everybody that makes content in the hobby is it starts off as just kind of like a fun little thing that you do on the side. But after a while, when it starts to become really time consuming, um, if you want to be consistent and build up your base, then you have to find a way to uh, make it worthwhile, you know, either monetize or gain significant influence where you're getting value in return for your time. And that's what it comes down to for, for, for you, me, everybody else. And especially these, these, uh, people that love to criticize these trolls out there. And again, like the only way they, they can make consistent content, um, to, to build up their, their platform is to criticize people. So, you know, I don't look at it as like, it's a personal, like sometimes they might, they might have an ax to grind with certain, certain people, but really they're just trying to become that next account. You know, they're trying to become the next card porn account. And um, I think that they crave that because a lot of these guys, what they want the most is validation. You know, they want to be known as, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy that everybody values my opinion, you know, and I, and I have that influence in the hobby. Uh, but honestly, I think, you know, it's, it's really short-sighted and I don't think they'll ever reach that level uh, with the type of content that they make because it's not objective content. It's, it's very subjective. It's very opinionated. And when you have content like that, um, people kind of tend to stay away from that if you ever want to grow your account to a certain level. No, there is a saying, and I, I mean, I'm going to butcher it, uh, and it'll be a general paraphrase, but when you are, uh, when you develop a relationship with someone based on hating someone else, whether it's like a third person in a relationship, third wheel, or like, you know, like uh, hate watching something and then talking to a friend about it and bonding over hating something. It's interesting that once you remove that particular element, that relationship, that, that friendship, they realize they have nothing else to uh, bond them and it's just kind of like sad that that's how people kind of develop some relationships so um it's interesting what you're saying um but i, I i'm like yes we could we could do this forever you did mention that particular account uh there is a void in the hobby um i do think that look i mean maybe maybe it's because i don't want these people come after me but i actually like some of the people who are putting out that type of content in terms of like um i don't think that there should be watchdogs for people like in the consumer world in outside of the hobby watchdogs are for corporations they're not for people and so i think that watchdogs if you know there yes there are some people who who are incorporated or they have businesses but when it comes down to it i just feel like you know people are going to you know do their best but you know, and we all have, you know, 
feelings and thoughts, but corporations are not people. And, you know, corporations will always not like do the worst thing. And I'm not being like anti-corporation here, but like, you know, corporations don't have feelings, right? But people do, as, as I, I guess what I'm trying to say here. That's a good, that's a good point because a lot of these guys, they target, you know, if they were targeting like fanatics, tops, okay, fair game, right? They put themselves out there. You're, you're, you're attacking a corporation, a product or whatever. But when you attack individuals like Jeff Wilson is, he's probably the biggest target, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah. Attack people like that, you know, that's a person, he has a family that I've, I've seen them attack, you know, mention his family. It's messed up. Yeah. It, it's messed up, you know, and. Another aspect of that is um, people who, who make a living in the hobby. I don't make a living. I do this as a side mm -hmm. gig, you know, a side hobby. But there are certain people that make a living in the hobby. And when you attack them, you kind of mess with their livelihood and their ability mm -hmm. to take care of themselves. So I just I feel like these guys, some of them, um, some of them do have interesting perspectives. And sometimes they make good videos mm -hmm. that have a good take on something. But to me, when you when you kind of like lower yourself and make trash content, you, you lose your credibility to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It would be the equivalent of them doing something bad. Like, like if, like, would we ever accept the, the guy who ran the card porn account again in the hobby, if he came back and started, you know, doing what he used to do where he used to call out bad actors and he did, you know, had interesting takes, we wouldn't do it because he lost his credibility when he got caught, you know, uh, with yeah. that scam, right? So it's the same kind of like thought process I have for a lot of these guys out there. And I've never really talked to any of them, but if I, if they, if they were watching this, I would just say that if you ever want to grow your platform and be taken seriously, you got to get away from the, the trolling behavior because that just kind of really overshadows a lot of, of the good takes that you have on, on real actual issues within the hobby and not just personal beefs uh, with people. Well, I, I don't want to say who it is, but I've been trying to get you to make up with one of those types of individuals, but um, I can't. I, I won't do it, and I'll tell you why. People together. I won't do it. I'll tell you why. Because, again, it's like these people, they attack me, and then they want my time. You know, mm -hmm. they, yeah. they they think that they can make videos attacking me, use my image to further their platform, and after a while, we'll be good to go. Right. And mm -hmm. then we can yeah. make content about our, our, uh, our friendship or whatever. No, I, I just can't <laughs> do it. You know, like we, we all devote a certain amount of time to the hobby. We all have responsibilities outside of the hobby. Yeah. So I just personally choose not to spend my allocated time, limited allocated time in the hobby mm -hmm. to engaging with people that are trying to, you know, um, uh, profit off of me. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. It's just it's just not worth it to me. I'd rather spend if I have an hour on my Monday night, I'd rather spend it talking to you, Thank doing you. your podcast versus trying to fight with somebody in a comment section or watching somebody's negative comment, things like that. And I think that's what a lot of people in the hobby are slowly waking up to, right? Where life is getting busier for a lot of us, time is limited. So we have to be more mindful about where we allocate our time. What content are we going to watch? What creators are we going to follow? Who gives us the most value? And that's why I think in the long run, people like you, me, and other people that make positive, entertaining content, uh, we're going to be the last one standing because people will gravitate towards that versus the more salacious 
provocative, you know, controversial stuff because people just get tired of watching that after a while. And then, you know, besides that, what do they have? Right. So then they pivot to, to something that's a little bit more entertaining. You can have the poorest or richest collection in the world. And yet we all have the same 24 hours in a day and time is an incredibly precious commodity. So I get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll drop it. I mean, I won't, again, I have, I have a block list that keeps growing. And so, like I said, if, if I'm curating my own feed too, I mean, you're, you're the great curator, you're creating your own experience and feed. And so I, I actually, yeah, I respect that totally. Um, I'm just trying to like build bridges and have people play nice with each other. But if people have uh, crossed the line with you, I get it because people have crossed the line with me too. So um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I'm not the type, I'm not really, I used to be where I try to hit back. And sometimes if I, if I feel like they've crossed the line to a cent, I might do it, but really I'm just trying to be more of a better example where I just, I block these people and I move on. I ignore them yeah. because it's just not worth the engagement. You know what I mean? It's right. better, better. I, and I'll just t tell you this quick story. And I think maybe we can get to some of the comments that, or the questions that people yes. submit to you today, but there was a time when I would get back at these people and I would roast them pretty good. And I would spend time, um, clipping things, putting together texts, you know, wording and, and do all these things. And at one point I remember I've spent like 45 minutes just going after these, those sports car radio guys, those idiots at, at the time when they were attacking me, Man, and I was so spent like 45 minutes doing that. And I was like, what am I doing? It's like, it's, it was like a Wednesday afternoon. I should be working. I should be doing something else. What am I doing? Why am I focusing my attention on this? And that's when it kind of like, it, it, it made me embarrassed for myself that I was spending time doing that. You know, I'm 40 years old and I was spending time doing that. And that's kind of like, that was my wake up call in the hobby where I decided from then on, I was going to put my time and effort into positive things that bring me more value rather than engaging with, with idiots and trolls out there that don't deserve my time. Um. <laughs>